your host Lucy Catino. Ladies, this is your safe space where we discuss everything women's wellness. Let's dive in and start to peel back the layers. Today I have a very special guest with me, Charlene Paul. She is coming on to help us understand the benefits of yoga and how we can connect mind, body, and spirit. Charlene, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I've heard so much about you, and I heard that you're really like studying the science of yoga. Yeah. And I myself, I practice yoga, and I want to better understand the technique, not just the movements and the poses, but just the spiritual essence of what yoga is. And I'm really excited to have you on, and I'm excited for our listeners. So I'm going to dive in to my first question for you. Now, what made you want to uh, practice yoga to begin with? So to even answer that question, I kind of have to like backtrack just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yoga for me was not that serious when I first started. I started back in 2014. I just took some classes at a local gym and I was just like, oh, I've heard about it, but I didn't know anything about it. And the, the instructor that I had, she was great, but it was just... It was just another workout to me. Mm-hmm. So after I left that town that I was living in, um, I moved back closer to home. I got my own house. Um, I decided traditionally gym memberships just didn't work for me. So yeah. I looked into yoga classes. Um, and there's a funny story on how I got the group on that I ended up getting to the studio that I ended up picking up classes with and it was hot yoga and I never did hot yoga before I used to just do regular yoga and it is an intense experience because it really you really have to focus your mind because you're sweating and, and you're dripping and you're thinking to yourself like I'm not gonna make it I can't do this but it's de- it definitely forces you to think about your body think of think about the breath so that's a little backstory as to how that all came about but really I started in 2014 I probably Mm -hmm. resumed back up last year and now I just decided that I'm gonna go all the way with it now when you say all the way you're actually taking courses to becoming a yoga instructor now that's an extreme path right you know it's something that you kind of fell into and now you actually want to share this um what you found with with other people now how did that even come about (laughs) um what's funny is that I was looking I I get here here so I had an idea that I want to get my own business and like um something on the side like something just small I remember my friend had put the bug in my ear to like let's get a laundromat I the, the yoga studio that I was going to, I went on their website and I found out that they're a franchise. So I was like, oh, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I just opened a yoga studio? So I wow. reached the owner and he was like, but wait, are you an instructor? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. So he, <laughs> he said, well, the first thing you want to do, the first step is to become a yoga instructor because if you're going to open a business in this, you want to be passionate about it. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. So that's really good advice, right? That's sound advice. And I'm like, right. I didn't even think of that. I just wanted to dive in. So when I put my mind to something, I just end up going all the way with it. And there's mm-hmm. 
So I was like, okay, I'll sign up for the, the course. The course that I enrolled in is a year long program. Uh, we meet either one weekend or two weekends a month. And it's very hands-on, very intense. But what really dawned on me is that I don't see a lot of people of color in this field. Like when I go to a yoga class, I look around the room and I might be the only person of color. And it just, it's you know, it's 2019. We should be able to come into a space where we can see people that look like us and feel welcome and feel like this is for us as well. Absolutely. And I have very similar experiences, although I don't mind because I'm there, you know, I'm there for my own wellness and and my own practice. But I do I do notice it. And I'm not sure if um, if uh, prices play a factor, the price, because yoga, let's just be clear, it is not cheap to take a yoga class, you know, each class can run you $20, $25 per class, you know, mm-hmm. and then when you're, when you get into buying the packages, like it's a very costly practice now. And that's my concern. And I've, and, and that's a lot of the reasons why I don't make it to yoga as much as I would want to, um, because of the cost now. So you bring up a really good point. I wonder if there's like a correlation between, social status and being able to realistically afford a yoga class what do you think about that well I think once you actually learn the roots of yoga you realize that this is not a practice that was supposed to be super expensive and you don't need super expensive clothing or this super intense training originally it's something that was practiced at home it's something that's practiced very intimately it was very natural to see people doing yoga just about everywhere um in india they have it in the streets and things like that Mm -hmm. when it came over to the west they capitalized on it they made their own yoga and Mm -hmm power yoga and it became a lululemon like infested type of atmosphere but it's it's really not about that i Mm -hmm. that's what i really want to stress to people is that yoga is accessible because you don't need to be at a studio you can do Mm -hmm. yoga you could do yoga in a park you could do yoga anywhere you just have to have a instructor who's willing to be mobile and in this day and age that's what i aspire to do once I get out there and in the practice is to come to different places to be mobile to show you that yoga can be practiced anywhere and it doesn't have to be this super expensive thing no and I'm really glad you said that because I found ways around it too after I kind of caught on to what was really happening and you did your your point is so spot on I've taken yoga in the park it's free and there's also a lot of um organizations and studios that will offer free yoga um so just really be being creative and navigating your way around that and it does not have to be as expensive as you know what we're seeing because and then too i also want to touch upon the poses and you know the we're so focused on the poses and we're kind of getting away from the spiritual and the connecting mind, body, and spirit. Take us there. Yep. How, I mean, going really deep into yoga, please explain to our listeners and even to myself, because I also want to understand that more. Um, how is that all tying in besides the, the physical movements? 
So the more I learn about yoga, the more I learn that it's not about the physical movements. Yeah. I think we're we're in we live in a generation where we're just comparing ourselves all the time and it's Instagram, you see these crazy poses and stuff. But what I love about yoga is that you are there for yourself. You come as you are. You come in the body that you have and it's a daily practice. It's a, it's a lifestyle. When you call yourself a yogi, it's mm-hmm. someone who practices nonviolence and it's someone who's um humane to people and animals and they treat their body like a temple so there's a whole philosophy yogic philosophy that goes with yoga which I didn't even know about until I actually started taking classes so that's what I want to stress to people um, is that when you're taking a class it's not about getting into the perfect split or the perfect pose you Mm -hmm. when you're in a certain pose you have to listen to your body does this feel good for me? Can I make it even more comfortable? Um, a lot of times in our cueing, we're always saying, do what feels comfortable in your body at this moment, at this present time. If you need to go to child's pose, you can go to child's pose at any time. This isn't about being super competitive, lifting more weights, trying to keep up with the next person. It's mm-hmm. very personal. And if you wanted to just sit and just meditate um, on your mat, like I heard the saying before, mind your mat. I love that. <laughs> you just I love that. Yeah. And you're minding your own practice. You're not there for anyone else. It doesn't you're not there for appearances. And um, the breath comes into play a lot. So every movement that we make, we inhale or we exhale. Having that active cueing so that you you're aware of your breath allows your body to relax and allows your body to release. So other practices, you might intermittently breathe because, you know, we're human and we still need to breathe, but you're not actively thinking about your breath. You're thinking about getting through 10 reps of this set. (laughs) So with your presence, right? And that's the state of presence. And that's why I love yoga so much because you have to, you know, you're focused and you're there. And, and, and like you said, the breathing allows you to be present, you know, so that's, yeah, very important. Yeah. So, I mean, this is it to me, it's like an active meditation when you're, yes. meditating, you're focusing on your breath, when you're in yoga poses, you are holding it sometimes for an extended period of time and your thoughts will wander. So you have to then reel it back in. And once you start to realize that you're actively thinking about your breath, you start to realize how your body will react and release. And it's a calming effect. By the time you hit Savasana, <laughs> you're just like in this heaven. Yes. You couldn't have achieved if you was so focused on the next person or focused on how it looks. And over time, the more you practice, the better you can get at it. But it's not about comparing yourself to anything or anyone else. Yes. I'm, I'm really grateful for you for uh, to for breaking that down for us because I think that that is part of the intimidation and part of the hesitation as to why more of us aren't open to the practice and it's beautiful and it's beautiful that you're really focused on women of color and helping us to understand how we can benefit um, from this practice. Now tell us about the big vision for your studio. I know that you're working on that and 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 what is that what does that look like for you 
So I've always envisioned a place, a safe space. You know, holding space is a lot of what yoga is. You're here just for a time for you to just be free. And I feel yes. like when you look around the room and you see black and brown bodies, um, people who come of certain walks of life just like you, you're then finally able to exhale. You're then finally able to let your guard down and to feel comfortable. So I envision a place where you can come. Like my favorite thing, my favorite events to go to sometimes is open mics. I love that people can come and just share their truth and be as raw as possible. And it's an art form and no one's there to judge you. <clears throat> so the same yeah. said about a studio, yoga studio. I envision a place where people of color come and whether it's just to hang out on the couch, whether it's an open mic night, whether it's to take a yoga class or even taking it a step further, whether it's to sign up for therapy or counseling, some place where you can go where it's this, this time is just for you. No one's rushing you out the door. No one's criticizing your hair. No one's yeah. trying to say or they look at you like you're going to do something bad or, you know, wow. that kind of place where once you walk through these doors, know that you're welcome here, know that you're safe here. And, you know, when people see that, then it's less about yoga being for other people and people yeah. now saying yoga is for me and I can do this. And this has actually been helpful because not everybody is so quick to just jump into something when they don't know anyone else that's in it or doing it. And it helps to see other people that are like-minded in that space, at least bringing them in for the first time. Absolutely. I'm sold. Sign <laughs> me up. I will be there. And this is going to be in the East Coast, correct? Back home in Boston, yeah. I'm assuming. Boston yeah. is, is taking off just a little bit. I mean, I think that we're still behind the times when it comes Yes. To- New York and DC but we definitely have the talent out here and yeah like um where I'm from um Brockton I was surprised to find out there's not one single yoga studio out here yeah yeah wow there's gyms but not a designated space that's just for yoga and so I I feel as though not only can I have it in my hometown but I can gear it towards people of color who wouldn't normally go out and do it on their own. So just like the saying, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Exactly. I feel like I'm forced to or pushed to be that change. If no one else will do it and it doesn't already exist, then fine. I will be the one to get this going. Well, I feel like someone has to do it, right? And why not you? And I applaud you and commend you for it. I am all for this. Now tell us why this is so important for you to serve the women of color specifically? Well, I'm a woman of color. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, definitely is where they're forgotten. It feels as though people will always go to a woman of color and use them and run them dry. But then at the end of the day, it's hard for a lot of women of color to actually admit that, I need help. I need to take time for myself. I need to rejuvenate. I need to seek counseling. All those things become so hard because people are so used to just the, you know, the strong black woman or. Yes. I was going to say there's this expectation that we are strong, which we are. That's 
clearly accurate. However, we also need a space, like you said, where we we have to really examine and, and, and look at, okay, how, take a pulse check. How's my mental health doing? How's my brain? Am I taking care of my brain? You know, am I getting the support that I need? Am I asking for help, right? Because do we ask for help? No. Like there's so many things and I'm I'm so grateful that you're taking this initiative and and opening this up for us because like when I discovered yoga I was like wow why aren't why aren't more people doing this <laughs> like you know seriously because it helps with anxiety you know there's so many benefits to it it helps us connect spiritually it's almost like pieces of the puzzle that like comes back together because most of us are really fragmented pieces of ourselves. You know, we're walking around. Um, I don't like the term broken because I don't think anyone is broken, but we are fragmented, you know, and it's like literally we need to be put back together. And these are one of the tools, like many tools that that we have. And this is a great one to utilize. And this is beautiful. I'm excited. Yeah. And I think a big portion also is, women of color in particular have been boggled down by a lot of ignorance. Can you, um, Lucy? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of um, black women, they've been boggled down by a lot of ignorance, um, a lot of barriers, things that they've always been told that they can't do. So I, I have a friend who was uncomfortable just saying namaste. Like they, they wow. have, Ocean that it, anything that goes outside of how they were raised or what they were taught is evil and it's wrong and I find that other cultures they're able to express themselves however they feel however they want and their family and their upbringing is more accepting of that but if you have a person yes. or if it goes against their religion or if it goes against their culture now they become shunned from their family and friends and things like that nature. It's very interesting how that happens in with women of color in particular. Um, so I, I definitely think that's a, a barrier that's keeping a lot of women of color from actually getting the help that they need, seeking more self-care practices. Mm-hmm. Once you have an outlet to actually explain these things to people, and let them know you're 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 still okay if you want to do something for yourself. You're still okay if you want to do something that's different from your parents or your parents' parents. It doesn't make you evil. I had one person tell me from my job actually that it yoga is demonic. <laughs> yeah, I yes, I I can definitely see how religion organized religion can yeah because I've. I've explored a lot of different practices and it's funny because I've had a person use those exact words to me and I was just like, I mean, I felt like the air was taking out of me at that point because I was like, wow, yep. that is like the last intention, <laughs> you know, that's not even in the realm of what I'm trying to exude or be a part of. So it was really hurtful and I could see how I can, and I'm so glad you brought all this up because wow, it's a it's a really deep, great awareness, right? Yeah, it's so much deeper than we even can think of. 
for yeah else it's just a practice but for for us it's it's a lot of layers of things that's held us back for so long and yes. just now we're starting to see women express themselves a lot more freely um whether it's their intellect or it's their sexuality their independence different things are coming out and they're they're now taking a stand for it and if there's no better time I feel than now to say absolutely this is for us there is nothing on this earth that is not for us but we have to organize ourselves and open the door to let people know that it's okay and that's why I'm so big on having a safe space or a place that people of color can also meet other people of color that are also interested in the same things that they're interested in as well absolutely cheers cheers to that I am all the way with it. You know, I can I can talk to you for hours, <laughs> you know, on this topic. And so, like, this show is about peeling back the layers. And there's so many things that, that we need to address. But this has been a very impo- important component. And I'm so grateful to have you on. Now, I'm going to conclude this interview. It's just you've been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and also your willingness to, to help oh, us. Thanks. You know, I'm open to it. And I know there are so many other women out there who definitely need your service. Um, where can our listeners get connected with you and learn more about your mission? Wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm still like in the beginning stages. I do have an Instagram. You can find me at mocha underscore lean. I will be also putting out a website. Um, mocha Wellness will be the name of it. And Mocha has its own meaning personal to me, but I hope it also resonates with everyone else. So be on the lookout for that Mocha Wellness. That'll be also the name of the studio that I wish to open and stay tuned but definitely if you want to connect instagram at mocha underscore lean i love it and i love the name it's beautiful mocha makes perfect sense to me and you've heard the lady go and follow her um now i'm not gonna let you go this easy because i'm gonna go much deeper i'd like to conclude my interviews with three questions one being um, if you were to write a lo- love letter to yourself, how would you begin? Mm, a love letter to myself. I would say all of the hardship and all of the betrayal all has a lesson. That's how I would start it. Wow. That's beautiful. Yes. Um, what is your personal why? that one thing that you know you get up in the morning every day and say you know what this is why I'm doing this my personal why without a doubt would be my mom um she passed away in 2010 and she was a very big part of my life and of everything I mean everything my ideals in life my strength whatever encompasses me I would directly correlate that to my so I live to make her proud, whether she's here on earth or whether she's in heaven. I just want to be a shining example. She immigrated here and it wasn't for nothing. <laughs> so that's definitely No, and I'm why. sure she's proud. I'm sure she's proud. Good for you. I'm sure she's proud. 
Definitely. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and lastly, um, what would you like to leave us with after this journey is over and done with? What is that one thing that you would leave for all of us? I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. Oh, I said, um, when this journey is over and done with, what is that one thing that you would want to leave us with? You know, I think the one thing that I would leave people with is stop limiting yourselves. Get yourselves out of this box that everyone else has put you in and really dig deep to find out what you want. What makes you happy? Because we spend far too much of our time trying to make our family, our friends, and everyone else happy. The moment you decide that you're going to embark on this journey and make this best life for yourself, everything aligns and everything comes full circle divinely. So get out of that box and get out of it now. (laughs) That is the truth. That is the truth because that's the whole purpose. We're here to be to fully express ourselves and being in a box does not allow room for that. So thank you. Amazing answers. Thank you so much. Again, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And to my listeners, remember, you are the most important, important person in your life. Stay well, sending you all of my love until next time.